Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate team mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi guys, welcome to Feathers in My Hair. So, just to get a few things straight, my producer is actually off this week and next week. So today is Wednesday the 9th that I'm recording this episode. As you guys know, I usually record Friday or Saturday. Um, So if big news happens, I will not be addressing it here and I will not be able to come in and edit this and repost it. So whatever gets recorded tonight is what's getting posted for Sunday. So if something big in the team mom world happens, uh, you will have to catch me on my Instagram, feathers underscore pod. I will maybe like do an Instagram story about it and obviously post about it. Uh, And my dog is going to be a nightmare this whole time. I'm sure of it. Anyway, then next week I am doing a throwback episode. I've already recorded that. I'm doing a throwback with Tomlin and then I will be back the following, like I'll be here, but I'll be back with a live episode the following week, which is actually, I believe the week that teen mom, young and pregnant premieres. So that's thrilling. So that's the housekeeping that I wanted to say. So anyway, let's get on. I have a guest today. I am welcoming one Fiona Douglas. Hi, Fiona. Hi. Welcome back. Third time on the pod? Uh, I think fourth. Oh, I forgot about Jersey. Yeah. Third time solo. Well, duo. Yeah. Well, great. Thanks for coming on and agreeing to do this with me. Much appreciated. Of course. And thankfully, with timing, we were able, we are able to cover this week's episode, which was a pretty good episode, actually, I thought. I was, like, pretty entertained. Yeah, me too. Uh, Fiona hasn't been super keeping up with the new season, but she caught up today. Yes, I did. (laughs) Whenever. I've seen last week and this week. It's just been a blessing that I don't have to watch it anymore. Like, I really don't care about half of the people on the show anymore. So I just listen to you. But uh, I was glad I watched this week and last week. They were pretty good episodes. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that you missed anything in the first couple episodes, honestly. The the show is not much is happening on this show this season. And... Fiona, like many of my listeners, just listens to my recaps. <laughs> that has to make you feel good about yourself, right? A little bit? <laughs> yes. It does in a way, but it also makes me jealous because I wish I could just listen to a Teen Mom recap and watch the show like I do with a lot of my, like, I don't really watch Bravo shows anymore, but I listen to recaps. So I know everything that's going on on the Bravo shows. I just don't It's way them. too much to keep up with. Yeah. So anyway, I guess we can like get right into the episode because, oh my God, my dog is going nuts. This is, we're recording at five o'clock PM, which was actually the worst idea I've ever had. Like, I wasn't thinking (laughs) that this would be the time of day that my dog just goes fucking insane because people come home from work and like dare to shut their car doors. 
Oh, like in your complex. Yeah. And she just goes insane, insane, insane. Or my mom's coming home or God only knows. But anyway, I don't think really anything happened at all since I recorded an episode last. No, I was trying to find like news for the week. And the only thing that happened is Leah's new cult that she's in. Oh, yeah. Leah joined something called MIT Training, which I haven't done a deep, deep, deep dive into yet beyond what I posted on my Instagram. But it's basically, um, if you've heard of, well, I don't think it's, it's similar, I think, honestly, to Nexium, the cult that, yeah. uh, but I I would guess it's not as extreme. I would hope. I don't think it's religious, if I understand. Yeah, I, it's more like, I'm trying to remember the name, but I can't remember. There's this, their forum something. They're like very popular in LA. Forum training, I can't remember exactly what it's called. But basically, it is this group that does these trainings and you have to keep paying for the trainings to get further. Yeah, it's self-improvement seminars. Yeah, it has a really dark um, early beginnings basically it used to be called something called I think life spring and they had six members die there's a lot of controversy about the tactics that they use and it's just like if you google mid training like it's automatically like mid training cult and do I think Leah would get sucked into a cult yes hundred percent I will say one thing that I think might help her is I think most of mid training is based out of California and she, like, can't move to California because yeah, of Yeah, true. So it might be a saving grace that she lives in West Virginia, and she may just sink a ton of money into this, but she can't be, like, totally socially isolated. But, like, if anybody was going to fall into, like, a self-help forum abusive situation, like, it would be Leah. Oh, 100%. She already dresses her children like they all live in a cult, so. <laughs> well, only for those weird photo shoots. <laughs> Which are most of the time. <laughs> But she, like, is just, she's just so stupid. She's yeah. exactly what, a like, a, a self-help cult is looking for. She's somebody that is, like, constantly looking to better herself, but has no concept of how to do that. And so all she does is, like, buy things and take classes and, but not have any follow-through. So she's just, like, yeah for a self-help cult. Basically, like, it's just straight-up pyramid scheme. Um, Plus, with her social media following, she's, like, even more of a good candidate for them. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but you're exactly right. And, I mean, that's always been what Leah's looking for in an MLM. She wants to get better or whatever without doing any actual work. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's why I think she's always fizzled out of MLMs. I mean, everybody basically fizzles out of MLMs, but I think for Leah especially, like, Leah's not interested in being a sales lady or, like, selling products. She doesn't want to talk to people that much. No, but she is interested in being, like, a self-empowered boss babe. And so I think these, like, self-help seminars are a lot better fit for her. I mean, better is not probably the word to use. But they're right up her alley because she doesn't actually have to, like, sell anything. Like, she doesn't have to hustle lip sense. She can just like post on her Instagram and then give them a ton of money to like tell her how to be a better her. <laughs> yep. It's really sad because she just like 
didn't learn life skills, you know, as a kid. Well, no, of course. I mean, look at her upbringing. It's actually, I think that without the show, she would be much worse off. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I think without much, the show, much worse. I wonder if without the show, she would have stayed with Corey for a lot longer. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I feel like Corey outgrew her pretty quickly. No, but I think Corey would have forgiven her for the cheating because I think Corey was the type of person who was like, well, we're married, let's stay married. Like, I think it would have been a struggle, but I think Leo was, like, a lot more confident leaving Corey, like, knowing that she had an MTV paycheck. I shudder at the thought of, like, Allie's life without the teen mom money. Oh, God. That's the one thing that I'm, like, that's the saving grace of this is that she could afford to take her to like Ohio specialists all the time. And yeah, like, I can't even think about what it would be like. Dark, 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 dark. (laughs) But yeah. So Leah has like joined a weird cult. She's like in LA doing cult stuff. (laughs) You know, as you do in LA. (laughs) But yeah, that's really all that's happened. So I guess we can just start on the episode and we can start with Leah. Yeah, she was the first segment. And since we're already talking about her. Yeah. And how much she's lacking, you know, I think it's really sad because I think Leah at first, when she first had the twins, was trying really hard, genuinely, to be a good mom. And then I think that her addiction, which I know she doesn't really talk about anymore Mm -hmm. or ever, and... I think her addiction, though, like, really took her out of the game, parenting-wise, at a really crucial part, and I think it really hurt her relationship with the girls, and I don't think she ever, I think since then, she's, like, been too scared to parent them. Yeah. She wants to be, like, the fun mom. She wants them to love her. She wants them to, like, see her as a, like, Lorelai Gilmore type of situation. Yeah, because she has a lot of guilt over what happened. And she defers to the dads on, like, everything. Like, the show makes it look like she does way more than she actually does, I think. At least with the twins. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know how much she defers to Jeremy with Addie. I don't think at all. No, yeah, you're right. I think mostly I mean Corey. But I think that she really, you know, from when the girls were, like, four to... How old are they now? Nine from the girls are like four to seven, maybe. Gracie looks about 15. Like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. But I really think so for the girls are like, you know, four to seven, which is pretty crucial ages as far yeah. as like learning how to go from like parenting a baby to like parenting a kid. Mm-hmm. Leah was checked out. And then I think once she kind of came back, she was like so concerned that they wouldn't love her and they wouldn't care about her. And they were mostly with Corey and Corey had all the authority. And so I think she was like the fun weekend parent. And I think now that the girls are getting older, she has like no fucking clue how to parent them. No, she doesn't because she probably wasn't parented well as a teenager either. Like clearly hate to say. Yeah. (laughs) So Leah, basically the premise of this episode is that the girls and Leah have no boundaries. What's This was just so hard to watch. Like, it was so cringy. I wanted to just take her phone away and throw it in a river. So, obviously, like, my parents didn't have cell phones like this, you know, when I was a kid. And weren't, my parents were still married then. So, I wasn't, like, 
there was no concept of me like thinking about my parents dating someone else. But, and I was a snooper when people weren't home. I like went through every inch of my house, but I can't imagine like in front of my parents' faces, like violating their space like that. No, like I'm still a snooper, but I'm smart about it. And I was at that age too. (laughs) But do you know what I, like, I can't imagine like, no, like, yeah, it's a boundary thing. It's like they have no respect for her as an authority figure. They don't see her that way, clearly. Yeah, like that they just got her phone and like went through it and read her text. Like, first of all, Leah should have a password on her phone. Yeah, I wrote that down too. But maybe she does and the girls know it, which like, I guess I can understand, you know, your kids are playing games on it and eventually they just like learn your password. But I just can't imagine like, in front of my dad like if he had gotten a letter in the mail like snatching the letter from his hands yeah like running across the house and like reading what it said I would have gotten smacked (laughs) yeah there was such a clear divide between like who was the adult and who was the child in my house when I was Mm -hmm. that age that I mean it like kind of once I was like a teenager things fell apart you know (laughs) but things got dicey when I was like 13 or 14 but when I was, the girls are what, eight in this season? Yes, eight or nine? Eight or nine. When I was like eight or nine, there was no way I would have like basically snatched something out of my parents' hands that was theirs um, and like ran around the house and then like reported back to other people what they were saying. I like, know. Like if that happened, like my mom would have just shut that down and it would have been done and I would have been in trouble. Yeah. But and she's like, like, girls, stop. Oh, it was infuriating to watch. <laughs> also, her hair looks so bad. Yeah. So her, like, bad. Weird brown, like ratty mullet extensions. I'm really not a fan of brown haired Leah. No, me neither. I understand that it's easier for her to have and like in theory, I support it, but it <laughs> does not look good. Like, she does not look good as a brunette. I don't even know when her hair has looked good, if ever, to be honest. Um, I think it was actually looking good, like, the last... Before she went brunette for, like, two seasons before, it was looking fine. When like, she was really, really, really skinny? Yeah, like, what, around when she was, like, with Jason and right before she got with Jason. Oh, like, she yeah, yeah. And blonde, like... Yeah, it was all right then. It didn't look so ratty. But for the majority of the time we've been watching her, she's had bad hair. Oh, yeah. Leah and bad hair go together quite well. Just I like- kind of miss her skunky, weird extensions <laughs> and then, like, her crimped hair with the straight bangs. Ugh, so many good looks. So many good looks. But, yeah, it's just so... Watching Leah just have, like, no control. And what I thought was really funny was, like, did you see the look on Kale's face when Leah yes. said... When Leah calls Kale, this, we're skipping ahead a little bit, and it's yeah. like, your boys go through your phone. Like She's like, no. Horrified. <laughs> because I think in Kale's house, there's a clear distinct- distinction on who's the parent and who's not. And like, is Kale a perfect parent? Obviously not. Like, I think yeah. Kale has a lot of issues as a parent. She's fucking up her kids in her own way. I'm not saying that. She gives in on whims sometimes. Like, yeah. But I cannot imagine, like, Isaac snatching her phone in like no, never. conversations no never and she also would never like put herself in a position to have that happen I don't think Leah just sort of like careless yeah I bet her kids don't know the password if they want to yeah. use her phone she like use your freaking fingerprint <laughs> like, yeah, well you 2019 
No, on iPhone, you have to have a password too. You have a finger. Oh, that's stupid. I'm an Android person. Sorry, everybody. But for, it's like backup basically. Like if your base ID isn't recognizing you or it's like a double security thing. I see. I see. Well then I stand corrected. But I bet like anytime like the boys want to use her phone, you know, like she unlocks it for them and hands it to them. Mm-hmm. But Leah's like, the number's one, two, three, zero, zero. <laughs> like, put <Yeah>. it in. <laughs> and, like, Kale would probably, like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she would have her texts, like, deleted every day or something like that. I don't yeah. know. I, well, I doubt it, but. I doubt it, too. I'm just trying horrified. to think. Like, no, she yeah. just wouldn't be in that position. She just, her boys, I think Claire, Claire, I think Kale has pretty clear boundaries with like yeah. what the boys are allowed. I wouldn't be surprised if Kale has a house like I had some friends like this with their parents like this where they weren't allowed like in their parents' bedroom ever. Um, oh, interesting. But like I can see rules like that in Kale's house. Yeah, that's true. Or at least like without them being there or without permission or without knocking or whatever. Yeah, I think basically I know I had a couple friends who's but it was like once they were older, you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm sure they were like they could, like, if they were sick, like, knock on the door and come in. No, but it's more, I, like, just to wander in is not Yeah, allowed. like, just go don't be in my bedroom, which, like, the older I get, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. So you don't oh, want to be anywhere in your space. <laughs> yeah. I've snooped and found some disturbing things before, so. Yes. Uh, same, same. <laughs> it's a rite of passage. <laughs> yeah. So... Basically, the girls are, like, obsessed with Jeremy and Leah getting together, and Addie even tells Victoria this story about how she saw Jeremy and Leah in bed together. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then Leah's like, I was just showing him a video. Like, what does that even mean? Like, why are you going to Jeremy's bed ever when the kids are around? Yeah. Okay, did you notice that Addie referred to Jeremy as Jeremy at one point? I did, but I, I, it was just because the twins were screaming Jeremy. And I so- know, but it just makes me think that she doesn't fully get that that's the same person as her dad. Oh, interesting. I would Because she goes, mommy likes Jeremy. And I was like, oh. Because then later she said, are you going to marry my dad? So she clearly, like... Yeah. I don't I know guess, if she gets it. I... So I would think like on a grand scale she gets it like a larger overview like she understands it but she is also only five so in the moment when the girls are chanting like mommy likes jeremy i wouldn't be surprised if she maybe didn't realize they were talking about her dad and was just chanting along yeah i just thought that that was kind of like i don't know when you compare it to like kale's kids again i think they all have a pretty decent understanding of who their dads are and although there is like overlap with um, Isaac calling Javi dad and stuff like that, but they still kind of understand like Joe is my dad and Javi is my dad. Yeah, I think they get a little confused with the siblings, but yeah, I do yeah. think they have a good understanding of the dads. Correct. So I just thought that was an interesting contrast because I think Kale does a pretty good job explaining things to them in like a point blank type of way. And Leah is just willing to like laugh everything off. Yeah, Leah explains to the girls that they're just taking it, going with the flow and seeing what will happen. And it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, talk, saying that to your children you is can't. wild. It was, it kind of reminded me of how Farah talks to Sophia sometimes, like yeah, as if she's no, a full adult. A hundred percent. That's so accurate. Wait, how old were you when your parents divorced? Uh, I was like 11. Okay, so grade. you. Would, so you do have, like, you were 
because their twins are in like fourth grade, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, like, imagine your mom, like, in sixth grade, just, like, talking to you about guys she's casually dating, and, like, I don't know, it's just so, and that's even still a huge age difference. Exactly, yeah, even, like, eight to 11, so at age eight, I can't even imagine that, like, I didn't know anything about the world. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm not saying, like, they shouldn't know anything about the world, and that they should be, like, so protected from everything, but, like, do they need to know that, like, do they have a concept of what that means to go with the flow and see what happens? No, kids don't understand the concept of casual dating. You have a baby, you get married sometimes, like, to those kids, it's you have a baby first, like, that's their normal. Yeah. And, like, I don't know what they understand about relationships, but clearly, like, Addie thinks that the natural course of action here is for them to get married again. Yeah. Which, which like, I don't know if she even knows they were married before. She probably doesn't understand that either. Because she's five. It's just sad. Like, it really is sad to me that, like, Leah has presented an option to Addie that, like, Leah and Jeremy are going to get married again. And Leah's like, Exactly. It's like the parent trap thing. Like every kid wants that to happen. Yeah. She's like, well, you know, all kids want their parents to get back together. And it's like, yeah, that's why you don't keep fucking the kid's dad and like letting them know about it. That's why you protect them from that thought. (laughs) Like Leah and Jeremy, whatever, if they want to fuck each other, like whatever, it should be on nights where Addie like is already asleep. Mm-hmm. and Jeremy just comes over and they fuck and then he leaves before she gets up or vice versa or Addie goes because I think Addie goes to her grandma's a lot Jeremy's mom yeah I think so, so when Addie's at grandma's house and the twins are at Corey's house like there is a way that they could do this when they're only when they're away you know what I mean like there's yeah. definitely a way like a lot of parents, single parents, have friends with benefits or casual relationships that their kids don't even know exist. Exactly. Because like, if you're just trying something out or whatever, you don't want your kids to get involved or attached. But she clearly doesn't have that concept. Hey, guys. We'll be right back after a quick break. Yeah. Like, do I think that Leah and Jeremy just, like, being friends with benefits is the worst thing? Like, No. It's familiar. They get along sometimes. Like, but you do that in a way that your kids don't know. And then if you actually want to get back together, then you tell the kids, you know, and like, then you're together and you be together so that when your kids say like, well, you're getting back with Jeremy, you can say, yeah, Jeremy and I are dating again. We really love each other. And we want this. Yeah, exactly. Once you've gotten through the figuring it out part but like yeah. she wants her kids to be involved in every step which is so wrong yeah as i was like podcast a million times like leah dates with her kids yeah and she's like i would never lie to you if something was going on i would tell you and it's like that's not a fair expectation of a mother-daughter relationship that's at all really true that's really that's true fucked up. like lie to me <laughs> lie to me uh, i didn't i didn't think about that when she said it but you're really right like I don't think it's right for parents to say, like, I would never lie to you. No, because I think when kids, like, all the fucking time. Oh, God, yeah. You're, like, constantly lying to them. Even little tiny things, like, oh, no, you can't have that because it'll rot your teeth. Like, yeah. Like, kids learn lying in different degrees from their parents. Yeah. And some of it is 
perfectly harmless. And some of it is actually to protect them. Like if Leah lied and said, no, there's nothing going on. Absolutely not. That's never going to happen. And then she followed through with that. Then that would be a lie that would probably be helpful. But like setting this precedent that she would never lie to them is lying. Especially like when we remember that she's with Jason, what, six months before this was filmed. Like having the girls tell Jason they loved him. And and then having the girls basically lie on camera and then call her out on her lies. That was iconic. Oh my God. Um, We live at Jason's house. Like, they're smarter than her. This is the no, problem. No, we don't. <laughs> they're so much smarter than Leah. I'll never forget one of them being like, we haven't been home in two weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing about those kids. Like, she yeah. has raised them with no filter on herself, so they also have no filter. Yeah. It's just, it's really, it's just really damaging. And yeah. fact is that Leah, like, when I say, like, is there anything inherently wrong with Leah and Jeremy being friends with benefits, and I say no, I just mean in, like, the very most basic sense, no. Yeah. But the like, reality external is, to their kids and stuff. No, but the reality is also that they are never going to work. No. And, Jer- I mean, for the main reason that Jeremy doesn't want to be with Leah. Correct. I don't think Jeremy wants to be with anyone. I think Jeremy wants the lifestyle that he has, which is... Yeah, or I think Jeremy wants a relationship like his parents, where, because from my understanding, his dad was also like an oil guy. Mm-hmm, exactly. His mom just like kept the home and raised the kids and didn't complain and, you know, knew where her bread was buttered and was like totally fine and complacent with that. And then yeah. his dad was able to do whatever the fuck he wanted all of the time. And I would bet that that is what Jeremy wants like yeah I guess Jeremy wants a wife like theoretically you know what I mean but yeah but it's more in the way of like someone to come home to than yeah it's like gives him no issues like doesn't mm-hmm. expect anything from him like he wants a very like 19 1950s type of setup and, and Leah's like- always going to expect someone to want to FaceTime a three-year-old and like do all of that shit that he's not interested in yeah and so I don't think Jeremy really wants a girlfriend in general you know what I'm like no I I think he wants a wife or nothing (laughs) yeah but like not a wife for a partnership like a wife for like a yeah I think Jeremy loves the idea of like owning his own home having a nice home he comes home once a week once every three weeks whatever there's a nice meal he plays with the kids he's providing a very nice life for the wife and kids and they drive nice cars and have nice clothes but, and I'll probably live a lot nicer than most of their neighbors and friends, but yeah. that's really it. And he's not expected to give anything else. And you know what? There are some women that would be fine with that. I think it's a lot more rare these days, mm-hmm. but Lee, like, I, we can just talk about it now. So basically this whole, the whole first part of the episode is like the girls want Lee and Jeremy to be together. Victoria's like, and you can tell how fucked up their whole family is because Victoria's not like, why the fuck are your kids so involved in this? Oh my god, I know. Victoria thinks it's hilarious, too. Yeah, she's laughing along with it. thinking. And it's I'm so sure funny. Mama Dawn probably thinks it's funny, too. <laughs> yeah. So, they get By home. the way, did you notice at one point Leah was drinking out of a cup that she clearly, like, cry cut herself and it said, triple A, mom. I did notice that, but I don't think she did that herself. I think she gets sent so much shit like that. It just made me cringe. It was I bet, like, the, the teen moms, 
it just like every day I get like 10 DMs like, hey, we want to send you this. Yeah, probably. Because you know Kale's always posting about that shit. But didn't Kale have like a business for a hot minute where she made them? Mm, she made yeah. cups and stuff. I think she did. I forgot about it until right now. <laughs> I think you're right. But I think in general, like these Etsy sellers basically, you know yeah. what I mean? Like just uh dm them and they're like hey would you be interested in one of these cups i can make it say triple a mom <laughs> yeah true and leah's like one of the only ones that doesn't have her own clothing line so yeah she's or, gonna use it <laughs> or she like sees them shit tagged on instagram and then she dms them and says hey yeah. i'd love to buy one and then they yeah. say oh no 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 let let us let send, send you, you. <laughs> yeah oh man yeah basically so did you also notice, sorry, I thought you would okay. find this particularly interesting that I'm sure it's no surprise that Gracie and Allie are not in any sort of car seats anymore. I did not notice Allie wasn't. I couldn't tell. She must be in a booster. I think it's like a bucket seat possibly, but it was really dark and I couldn't tell. But Gracie definitely isn't. She was like sitting like crisscross applesauce in her chair. for Gracie because she's probably big enough. I think Allie is the concerned one. It just... I'm not sure when they get out of boosters. That I'm not sure about. Yeah, I mean, just with her physical condition, I would think. But obviously, we cannot apply that logic to Leah. It just upset me to see. (laughs) So, finally, it's the big Hawaii trip that I feel like we've been hearing about via social media for 16 years. They went to Hawaii for legitimately two full weeks. Oh, yeah, I forgot it was that long. That's wild. I'm honestly like, okay, I'm rarely jealous of people on this show, of social media people. I'm not just, I'm just not a jealous person in nature. What I'm like deeply jealous of is being able to take a two week trip to Hawaii. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. I'm jealous of their trips and I'm jealous of how easily they can buy homes, particularly the ones in states where the market is cheaper and they can get a really nice home for like $600,000. Yeah. Also, Chelsea apparently is getting like braces for the fourth time because I guess this bitch just does not wear a retainer. I don't know why they don't give her permanent retainers, but oh my god, that's funny. Tagged the the company, so that means you know she's getting it for free. And I'm like deeply jealous of the idea of getting free Invisalign or whatever the brand that she's using is. Yeah, would she not get it through her dad though? I mean, he's not an orthodontist. He probably has connections. Yeah, but she tagged a brand. Uh, that so is, either he's yeah. getting I am jealous of that, too. Or she's getting it for free. Maybe he does have a connection with the brand and then was like, my daughter wants this, and she has six million Instagram followers and a high, high engagement. Like She has nice teeth. Yeah, she but they, maybe they shift and it, has, it fucks up her bite or something. You can get, like, the... I don't know why she wouldn't have that wire on the back of her teeth. Like I, Yeah, that's what I I'm saying. The prime retainer. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. That's but <laughs> that I'm deeply jealous of. She probably refuses to wear a retainer because Cole won't think she's cute when she goes to bed. Yeah, because she's like the Marvis Mrs. Maisel. Exactly. She goes and like puts on all her makeup. Although, how, what is it's Maisel on the yeah, show, right? Maisel, yeah. Okay, in real life, that last name is Maisel. <laughs> I don't know why they pronounce I it. I actually that. know quite a few Maisels <laughs> being Jewish. Like, mm-hmm. people whose that name, like, have that last name and it's pronounced Maisel. And I was on like a Jewish, I'm in like a Jewish Facebook group and a little one and like, 
a bunch of Maisels <laughs> were in that and were like, why are they pronouncing my name wrong? And I was like, okay, thank you, because I know people with this last name. And it wouldn't be that hard to Maisel. say it properly. I don't know why they think that's, like, more acceptable to an audience. Yeah, it's weird. I've never heard that last name pronounced Maisel. It's always Maisel. But yeah. that's neither here nor there, except that <laughs> I know I'm right about this. And that's what's important here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's the West Virginia trip, or the Hawaii trip. <laughs> Imagine if they went on a two-week West Virginia vacation. <laughs> Actually, I would do, we should do a vacation to West Virginia and go, like, glamping. Okay, okay sounds And, like, a cool great. cabin. Apparently, they have, like, cool mountains cool. and shit. Yeah, that's true. I think there are parts get of to. Nice. We'd probably do this in the upstate New York and the Adirondacks, actually, not West Virginia. Like, anyway, let's, yeah, let's, that'd be plan, nice. let's plan, plan that. that for spring. <laughs> Guys, do you like we've just like went full on teen mom where you guys are now listening to us plan a vacation to Adirondacks for spring. Yep. Everyone's invited. Everyone in the group, are you listening? <laughs> Let's look up at Airbnbs on Discord tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> we won't get any work done. It'll be like a regular Thursday. <laughs> but anyway, Leah decides she wants to inv- invite Jeremy to Hawaii. So she calls Jeremy and is like, basically like, do you want to come to Hawaii with me? And well, he- first she says, hey girl, hey. Oh yeah, she, she says that. First of all, she's- Oh my God. So like drunk. Three glasses of wine deep, like feeling nice. Is that wine? It was like dark enough that I thought it might be whiskey. Oh, it might've been liquor, but I just assumed it was wine. Was it- There was it ice like cubes a- in it too. Oh. But I mean, Leah would drink wine with ice cubes. Like I'm certain of it. So well, my grandma drinks a Chardonnay with a side of rocks. So <laughs> a side, yeah. And then she puts in the ice as she sees fit. I love it. She knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. And then when there's a tiny bit left in her Chardonnay glass, she pours it into the rocks glass. Smart. Yeah, smart. I like that style. Anyway, yeah, she calls yeah. her ex drunk and is like. <laughs> he's like well i mean i can't like it's summer which i would imagine they work way more in the summer especially like in west virginia that area because the ground is softer um and she's like well don't why can't you come and he's like well you know like i work and he's like she was like well what if it was the weekend hawaii i asked my alexa which is about to turn on because it just said the name um (laughs) hold on alexa off um, but I asked her how long the flight was from Philadelphia to Hawaii after Leah said, can you come for a weekend? It's probably like 13 hours, like 10 right? 10 hours. Yeah. Leah's like, in, like if she wants to take a vacation with Jeremy, like they need to be going to Ocean City, Maryland. Yeah. Like not, like she's out of her skull. Like, of course, Jeremy's not going to take two weeks off in the middle of his work season to go to Hawaii. And that's exactly the issue with Leah and Jeremy and why yeah. Leah will never understand why Jeremy won't do these things. And Jeremy will never understand why Leah doesn't get that he can't do these things. Exactly. And you know what? I thought Jeremy was like being pretty nice and considerate. I thought so too. And he was like, well, you know, it's like summer. And he was like, well, work's just so backed up. Even if it is a weekend, like I can't, I just don't, I never know. I think basically what the thing is, it's like he gets some weekends off, but then sometimes he doesn't. Yeah, he he said he would only know last minute, and that's not really what, you can't do that for that type of trip. They could go camping on a weekend he has off, but they can't, they just can't, like, plan like that. And Lee's like, well, do you even want to (laughs) come? 
and that's when I was like, oh, drunk. (laughs) Yeah, and she wants to get back together with him so bad. Yeah, and Joey's like, well, yeah, but like, it's not an option, and it's like, okay, I, what a blast from the past for the throwback episode Tomlin and I did. Um, it's an episode where Jeremy and Leah are fighting about him working, and it's just like having the same fight. They've been having that fight forever. For six years. How old is Addy five? So they've been fighting like this for six years. Yeah. And then they don't understand why they can't make it work. Well, Leah doesn't understand. I think Jeremy has a (laughs) I think Jeremy clearly understands why they don't work. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, sure, let's fuck. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you'll notice, like, there's a reason that Jeremy and Leah are not, like, officially together in this episode. And it's not because of Leah. No. Leah's inviting him on a fucking two-week vacation to Hawaii. Well, MTV's inviting him. <laughs> well, that's true. But still, if she didn't want Jeremy to come, like, she wouldn't have to... MTV wouldn't force her to invite no, him. No, of course. And Did yet, he end up going? No. Okay. I didn't no. think so. Because, like, yeah, his job is very much, like, outdoors and weather-oriented. So, obviously, he's busier in the summer. Also, like, Jeremy has made it clear a thousand times, like, work is his priority, making money is his priority, work is always going to come first. He's extremely upfront about that, and I can understand why 22-year-old Leah, fresh off a divorce with two babies, sees this guy, he's making a ton of money, she's not making a ton of MTV money yet, she's doing okay, not a ton of money yet, sees this guy and, like, thinks he's a good catch, but also kind of believes that he could change. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. She's like, like, I'll deal with that later. I, I get that, but 28-year-old Leah, like, give me a fucking break. Yeah, she has not grown up at all. Yeah. And then they go on this whole conversation about how the girls were, like, reading her texts, and they're, she's like, it was actually really funny. And he's like, okay, like, they just full-on looked in your texts. <laughs> and he said something crazy to me he's like i think we've done a pretty good job not showing affection around them but like you are basically admitting to them that you're fucking i mean they were in bed together yeah like to the point where your child was clearly not asleep yet and she wandered in because you don't have any boundaries yeah but yeah it's just a mess (laughs) a complete and total mess and i Part of me is like felt a little bad for Lee in that call when he was like, no, because early 20s me, I remember like inviting guys to do stuff like on things that were like inappropriate for the level of where we were. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And just being like totally dejected and realizing like after the fact, like I should not have invited him to that because it was not appropriate for the friends with benefits relationship that I've somehow managed to get myself in. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> At the same time, it's like, Leah, you are in your late 20s, girl. Like, this yeah. behavior is tired and embarrassing. Yeah, like, I was like that at 19, but I don't have time for that shit anymore. I got stuff to do. <sighs> okay, let's go on to Kale. Yeah. So, basically, Kale is like, decided she wants to buy a house. And she calls her friend to tell her, and her friend's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Her friend was like, I thought you didn't want to. And she's like, well. She's like, well, I reconsidered. (laughs) This whole segment was, like, fairly boring, I thought. She just went to look at a house. Did anything happen? No, her real estate agent was pretty hot. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he was like putting the work. He's like, I'm on TV. Yes, absolutely. And Lux walking the dog and then dropping the leash was extremely adorable. Very, very adorable. But He's so yeah. cute. We I see love her McMansion, him. which we looked at online. It's yeah. very McMansion-y. It's nothing special. No, it's huge. Although I will say having, you know, how like she has like a sitting room attached yeah, to the legit. master bedroom. That is like my dream. That's amazing. Yeah, it's nice. It's like a little area to like read or just like relax or whatever. Oh, yeah. love that. Love it's that. Definitely nice. And actually it would be really nice with the kids because it's like, you can come in this room and then like, you cannot pass the slot. Yes, absolutely. And you know, Kale would have a rule like that. Yeah. So it's <laughs> definitely, I mean, it's huge. It's, I say only five bedrooms, but I bet it's one of those McMansions. It's like five bedrooms at like 4,500 square feet. Just like each room is ginormous. There's like a bonus room, a finished basement. The pool is really nice. That I remember. I don't think, did they show the pool on the episode? No, I no, no, think no, no. I'm talking about the listing. Yeah, we, we looked at the listing a few months ago, I think. And the yeah. pool was awesome. Yeah, even had like a little in like, uh sunbathing ledge basically yes. where you can, like sit in the very shallow part of the pool and the previous owners had chairs sitting in it which is like the height oh yeah 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 that's amazing and that's also good for like having the baby in there yeah yeah to have that little area um oh, i, I need way more information on kale's life now that she's moved a full hour away yeah where her kids go to school yeah, how does that all work? We don't know. She won't show us anything. I'm also curious if Lincoln is going to go to school. So she lives in Middleton now. And is she that's still to- in Delaware? Yeah, it's just an hour away. It's the nicest area of Delaware. I completely understand why she wants to live there. And the schools in Middleton are much nicer right. than Dover, much better than in Dover. So I'm wondering if she... Um, had Lincoln start in Middleton because I think Javi would be a lot more flexible to that. And he was also starting kindergarten this year. So it's not like he was already in school. Mm, right. And I can just see like, and she's even said before, like Javi's more flexible and things like that, which I understand. I think that goes into Javi being more of like a traditional type man. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah, I do. Feel like, decide school stuff and goes along with it and yeah whereas joe i think thinks a bit more critically about the implications of moving and stuff like that yeah i think joe is like a more logistics type of person and is like mm-hmm. well no you can move an hour away but he's gonna stay in school here because we have him five days ten days out of every month yeah and like at his age at his age moving schools is tough too yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world, but it, no, it just but. would be, like, if I was Joe, I'd be like, no, he can stay in school here. Although I guess it would be hard because, you know, maybe when he gets older, like for high school, when, if the schools are that much better in Middleton, like, it can be discussed. Yeah. But if I was Joe, I'd be like, absolutely not. But I, I don't know. I can see Javi being more willing to, like, drive back and forth. But either way, like, I can't understand, like, choosing to like make your kid do an hour long commute each way when they're like oh yeah it seems like a nightmare just to go to public school like I so I lived like a half hour eh, maybe not on the bus was like an hour and a half away from my middle school because so far I went to private school Uh. um it the bus ride was really long because we had to like switch buses it was like a whole thing um, it took a long time. 
really distance wise, it was only like 25 minutes. Like even that was a lot each day. And that, but that was for like my specialized private school. Like I just can't imagine like driving that's four hours a day that Kayla would be in the car driving Isaac to school. Yeah. Like how many venti Starbucks does she drink in that time? A lot. <laughs> like at least 16, I think. So yeah, I want some more details on that. I feel like we deserve some more details on what exactly is going on with the schools and the commutes and like why she would, I can understand like wanting to move to somewhere just nicer, but actually I already know the why it's because Chris lives a lot closer to Middleton than yep. he does to Dover. And she even said that she was like, it'll be easier for Chris to come here and help me with Lux. And I'm like, that's not realistic. That's not a reason to move. No, that's so stupid. You have a custody agreement and he ha- he's responsible for getting himself where he needs to be, yeah. whatever, whatever. And also, like, she has two other dads that, like, I don't know, my parents' ha- custody agreement when I was still a minor was that, like, neither of them could leave the city that we live in. Yeah. And that's a pretty common thing, I think. So, like, I don't know the exact details of theirs, but she can't. I don't know. It just sets a dangerous precedent to like move for Chris when she has these other people that she's beholden to. Also like Chris still lives like 25 to 30 minutes away from her. Yeah. That's still decently far. Yeah. It's not like she moved into his neighborhood. Like he still lives far enough that it's like, what is the point of this? And didn't she live in Joe's neighborhood before? Like, didn't they live in the same? No, no, that was the old house. Oh, that was the old house. After Joe moved in. Right, right, right. I cannot keep track of these people. Yeah, that's really it. Um, they yeah, did kind of throw in that line of Kale saying that the boys would be allowed to go. She just needs to check with Joe to Hawaii. Yeah, she was basically saying that, like, she could take a week um, extra and then just, like, give it back to him at a later time, basically. Yeah. Like, make up the time later. Because that's going to come up later, because her and Joe have a big falling out yeah. over that. Which, oh, yeah. for the record, I'm still team Kale on, because Joe was literally going to stop Isaac from taking a two-week vacation to Hawaii because he was getting on him on 4th of July from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. <laughs> I know. I'm still laughing about that. It's literally. Like, are you that patriotic, Joe? No, just are you that petty? Like, <laughs> I know. So stupid. It's funny. Americans make me laugh with 4th of July. We just don't care that much about Canada Day, like, at all. <laughs> so it's just funny. All right. Should we talk about Brie? Oh, Yeah. Oh, I love Brie. I really am enjoying her segments this year. She's just a good person, I think. I think she That's is just too. the vibe I get. It makes think- me sad right now, like everything that's been happening on her segments. I know. I think Brie is a good person, too. Oh, there was, I did see today, that Kale, I guess, released a podcast. I don't know what days of the week she releases her podcast, because you guys know. No, I don't care. <laughs> but she said that she Brie or Kale is still refusing to sit on the same couch as Brie at the reunion and that producers have asked her to have Brie on the podcast but she won't do it and I just love how like in this whole narrative like everyone has forgotten that Kale tried to fight Brie first yep in that room off camera that was do you remember when they when they devoted like three entire episodes to that? That was absurd. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and of course that, you do. Like, oh like Kale is the one that really like instigated all of it. She was talking shit on her podcast. I remember she said when Chelsea was there, she was like, I'll fight her. And Chelsea was like, 
Chelsea does not like to get involved in this stuff no. at all. And then they were in that room with the security guard there, and Kale tried to jump over the table to get to Bray. Yep. She had she her braids one. in her hair. She was the one that escalated it first. And Absolutely. I just like just although she did say like she doesn't trust production and that I can understand. Well, that's legit. That's reality TV. <laughs> yeah. But it's like just go on the couch. Like there's nothing gonna happen with you and Bray. Although remember when <laughs> Kale like got Leah and Chelsea to like sit on that couch with her and like <laughs> like yes. protest Brie and Janelle being there and you can yes. like see on Chelsea's face, she was like, What am I doing? That whole episode, Chelsea was making me laugh so hard. She was just constantly looking at the camera like, what? (laughs) I was like, I never liked Chelsea. This is hilarious. There's really no reason that, in my opinion, that they can't all be there. I think that Kale, I think if Brie and Brittany are willing to be like, nope, we put it behind us. We don't care anymore. Like, Kale should be doing the same. She's just so petty. Like, I so cannot petty. imagine ever being on her Also, she should have Brie on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Do you not care about numbers? That would be... I would listen to that. You would listen to that. Yeah. I listened when she said she didn't vaccinate. And Thrilling. I maybe one other time. We just have um, Stas, who's our podcast correspondent, to listen the rest of the time <laughs> to yeah. tell us if it's worth listening to. I send our friend Stas, who's been on this podcast before. Um, sometimes I'll be like, "Can you listen to this and tell me what happened?" Because <laughs> she has a really high threshold for listening to podcasts, and I do not. She does. She can listen to so much. Like Trash. I, I can listen to so much podcast wise, but only if it's like compelling and if it's yes. one of those like reality TV ones. For the most part, I tune in and out so fast. So she has a special set of skills, as Liam Neeson would say, (laughs) and she uses them. So basically, Brianna's home from the Dominican Republican, Dominican Republic, (laughs) Dominican Republic, and John is back in New York, and Nova, they have a little, like, thing on the fridge that you can write on, and Nova wrote, I wrote, I want my dad on it. Mm. And Brie is like, fuck. Yeah. It's Nova. a reunion. He hasn't reached out at all. And she's still really pissed at him. But she's like, you know what? I'm going to be the bigger person. If she is saying she wants to see him, like, I'm not going to keep her from him. Which I think yeah. is exactly right. I think she handled herself. And actually, Devon handled himself quite well in this segment, too. But I think, yeah, like, this... Did. Yeah, I thought it was a really emotionally mature segment. For them? Yeah. Yeah. I thought everybody was on their A-game. Yeah. So she basically says, like, to Roxanne, well, I'll be at work, but if you want to text Devon and tell him he can come over here, like, he can come over here, that's fine. I think that Brie kind of handled this right in that after the reunion, she didn't hear from Devon at all, and Nova wasn't saying, I want to see my dad, so why should she reach out to him? And, like, yeah force this and be the one that has to like do all of this all the time which she had been doing for the last two years yeah and it opens nova up to more disappointment too if she does and then it doesn't end up happening or if he messes up again in a similar way like she's i think she's she was doing the right thing i agree but as soon as uh nova said i want to see him she said okay yeah i think that that's right because you like 
she is actually right now one of the better co-parenting examples on the show. It's <laughs> <is> crazy. <laughs> which is crazy, but like she made an effort not to place any sort of blame in front of Nova. Yeah. Devon did a pretty good job too explaining it, but he did say like we had a fight, we're we're not happy with each other right now, but like Brianna didn't really say anything about that. So yeah. I so- thought it was good. Uh, right before Devon comes over, Roxanne is talking to Nova, and I love this. And she said, do you like writing your feelings down? And mm-hmm. Nova said yes, because as we know, Nova's extremely shy. She's very, very shy. Yeah. And Roxanne is like, how about from now on, you can write all your feelings down, and you can express how you feel, and then we can know. And I thought it was so sweet. Nova was like, yeah. I was like, Ugh. Like, when you're shy or introverted, learning to name your feelings is so important. Mm-hmm. And for her to be able to do that so early is wonderful. And it made me really happy. Yeah. And for all of the adults, for both both Brie and Rox noticed it. Because Brie says something later in the episode too. But yeah. for Roxanne to like really acknowledge it to Nova and be like, hey, I noticed this. Like, does this yeah. feel good? Do you like us seeing this? Okay. Yeah. How about you keep doing it? And then we'll listen to you. Like, I think that was so validating and oh yeah nova and i was like good for you roxanne yeah i liked that i mean she's a trumper but whatever (laughs) (sighs) whatever we can't get into it i uh i think a lot of adults um with shy kids approach it in a way of like i need to fix this kid yeah yeah yeah. i need to force them to say tell us how you feel nova tell us how you feel how do you feel nova exactly which is like something that a lot of people do a lot of teachers do like shy kids like well you don't know if you're not you used gro- to it exactly like- but having uh Roxanne basically design a system for her that does things the way she is comfortable with mm-hmm. is just beautiful to me agreed <laughs> really it really it was really very nice I think she's a pretty well-adjusted kid considering all that <sighs> she's been around honestly yeah very much so I agree from so what we Devon, see anyway Devon shows up And yeah, I thought, okay, for someone who is not very active in parenting his child, I thought Devon did a pretty good job explaining what is a tough thing to explain, especially when you don't interact with six-year-olds very often. I thought he did too. Like, obviously- It could have been better. It could have been. And no kid likes hearing, you'll understand it when you're older- because yeah. that's just not a good thing to say. Like, but what what was he supposed to say, really? Like, it wasn't perfect, but basically he says, like, um, you know, I haven't seen you. I really missed you. He says, I messed up and your mom was mad at me. And he's like, I just want you to know that even if I don't see you, I think about you and I miss you. Yeah. And I think it like it's good that he like, Nova didn't bring it up, obviously. He probably knew Nova wouldn't bring it up because of her crippling shyness. Yes. And for him to kind of bring it up and not be mean about Brie, not get too into the details and, you know, like, how much does Nova really need to know? Exactly. They're they're both looking out for her. Brianna wants to facilitate their relationship, even if she's mad at him. She can still be around him and be mad at him and want yeah. him to be there. It's really I, nice to see. I think that it's clear that he wanted to make, he wanted her to understand that even when they don't see each other, he's thinking about her. I think so that cute. Devon did fuck up 
that for a month you just didn't reach out to talk to her or FaceTime with her or, you know, like, yeah, it's People clear. Sometimes don't know how to handle when someone, when they've, when they've upset someone. Yeah. I think that Devon where he really fucked up was even if Brie wasn't going to let him see Nova, he should have still been FaceTiming with her seeing how she is. Like, I think just to go radio silent for a month is not okay. Yeah. It's yeah. just, that's not okay. But Devon is like a two steps forward, one step back type of person in general, I think. I think so too. I and think I he's think, gotten a lot better and I think he'll continue to get better. He has. And he, I, I think when Devon will do well is when Nova is old enough to kind of have a relationship with him outside of Bray. Yes. Like when he can just text her and be like, how's yeah. your day? Like, yeah. You so want to go get ice cream? Yeah. Or something, so when like. Bree and Nova, or when Nova and uh, when Bree and Devon have a falling out, like Nova and Devon can still talk, mm-hmm. which is what he should have been trying to establish. Like, like if I'm Devon and I do this fuck up thing, like we're not talking. Like I still would send Bree a text and be like, "Can I Facetime with Nova at XX time?" Like, yeah. no. How are you? How is everything? Just like, can I Facetime with her? Just keep it, like, yeah, related like, to that. And just yeah. make it clear to Brie that, like, I'm not really interested in fighting with you or talking to you. Like, I just want I just want to talk to my daughter. And I think that's where Devon falls short and kind of always does fall short. Mm-hmm. And that he's just not good. Like, I think as soon as Devon gets knocked a little, like, he's just not good at, like, pushing back and, like, continuing to fight. And by fight, I mean, like, show up. Yeah. Like, in continuing, like, you know, Brie tells him, like, you can't see Nova, and he just drops off the face of the earth, where most parents would be like, okay, well, when can I talk to her? When can I, you know? Yeah, exactly. You'd be asking all the time. I mean, the fact that he was mostly absent for, like, five years of Mm -hmm. Nova's life, and he's done pretty well for the last 18 months to two years, it, you can't expect him to be some to know what to do in these situations and to do the right thing and I think that like I said he's one step forward two steps back and I think it's gonna be like that for a long time I think he's pretty immature and I think that Nova or Brie has always held all the power rightfully in the relationship and that Devon either needs to buck up and figure out how to stand up for himself against Brie but I think and I think that's what Brie wants him to do, stand up for himself. Yeah, I think so, too. I think she legitimately wants him to get better. Yeah, and he just doesn't. But hopefully this is, you know, setting things forward on a good path. I hope so. Um, they all go to watch uh, Nova's gymnastics together. I noticed she oh my God. a private class. Did you notice Cute. that? I did. I liked that. It looked fun. <laughs> she was good at what she was doing. Yeah, and... Oh my God. The cutest thing also that happened with Roxanne and Nova right before they went, she was like, we're going to cheer for you. And Nova went, no, I don't want you to cheer. And then Roxanne's like, okay, we'll just be quiet and we'll give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And she's like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, why would you ever give her a thumbs down? (laughs) So shy, that poor little girl. I love that though. That means that I think that's why I think she's well adjusted because like the other kids that have grown up around the cameras consistently aren't really like that and we're never really super shy in front of them like thinking about like Aubrey for example um but Nova clearly like is a real kid with a real life you know what I mean yeah yeah like 
it's it's sweet to see that <laughs> uh basically at the gymnastics class devon and brie talk and brie is like look I'm not going to keep your daughter away from you, but this has to be baby steps. And even though I'm not pleased about it, like you can come to the house, you can meet us at gymnastics. I just need you to show up. Yeah. She looked really uncomfortable, but I think she's really good at putting that aside for the good of her kid, which is nice. I agree. All in all, good segment. (laughs) Yeah. And let's talk about Chelsea, who... Oh. everyone's gonna be actually I'm gonna people are gonna be surprised I was I thought Chelsea did a pretty good job in this episode no me too my my reaction was about her her mother yeah who infuriates well, me <laughs> I want people to remember that like having one bad scene in what nine years like doesn't make someone a fucking narcissist no I've seen a lot of hate towards Mary for this but basically they're moving. By the way, did I call it that they're not going to wait years? Didn't I oh, say that there's no way they're waiting did. to move? I bet they're breaking ground this spring. I'm sure they are. And then we'll be moved in by fall 2020. I have to say I am very tired of listening to Chelsea ask Aubrey if she's excited about things. Yeah. It's like the in- entire extent of their conversations that we Also, see. I thought it was interesting that Aubrey said we should build a mansion. I know. I think Aubrey is the rich. I don't know. Like, I'm think when I heard that, it reminded me of, like, when we would play MASH, and it was, like, mansion, apartment, shack, house. Like, mansion was just, yeah, but like... I think if I told my parents we should build a mansion, my mom would have laughed and been like, we can't afford a mansion. True. And Chelsea was like, well, I don't think we need that, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like... I don't know. I just That is an option, this. but no. I just, the way, I don't, the way Aubrey said it to me didn't sound like she was like, we should build a mansion. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like, true. Mansion. She probably does know they're rich because presumably she gets whatever she wants when she wants it. Oh, she, she gets whatever she wants when she wants it. Homegirl's carrying a Louis Vuitton purse. Yeah, exactly. And like Chelsea probably takes her shopping to, and, yeah, you know, with the babies and stuff. Aubrey will have to go to a new school, but you know, it's life, whatever. She'll be fine. Yeah, she seemed, like, kind of sad about it, but when she was like, will I know any kids in my grade? But, you know, I just think it's silly to ask her if she's excited about moving. Kids don't like moving. Especially, like, if they're not moving for years, according to Chelsea. (laughs) Yeah, like, don't put that in her head. They don't know how long that is. Kids have no concept of, like, waiting years to do things. Yeah, for sure. So, at our softball game, Mary shows up because apparently Mary goes to every single softball game, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. And Mary is just sick over the move. That's the and first thing she says. Look, I do want to defend Mary a little bit here because people are saying it's just 45 minutes. It's just 45 mer- minutes. But I think Mary is older. Like, I don't think Mary's like in her, I think Mary's like in possibly in her late 60s. Yeah, I think so. Andy and Mary are older because Chelsea's oldest sister is like 10 years older than her or 15 years older than her. Yeah, like significantly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, big, big age difference. So it's, it, it, like when you're, and she said, like, I don't like driving at night anymore. They live in South Dakota. So the roads are always bad. Yeah, especially in the winter. I know it's easy to be like, 
it's only 45 minutes. And on one hand, like it is only 45 minutes. And like, I get what I, I do get that. And I also believe that like, you cannot base all of your decisions on like, if your mom will be upset with you when you're an adult, like I totally understand that. And I'm not defending Mary here necessarily. Like I am on Chelsea's side and I thought Chelsea was pretty patient with her considering. Chelsea did comment on Twitter that they cut out like her and Mary hugging it out and like Chelsea really reassuring her. Yeah. Cause she kind of reassured her at the end, but I, yeah. Cause like nowhere in that conversation did Chelsea say like, we will also be visiting. Like you don't have to come. Well, no, she did at the end. She said, we're going to make sure that you don't feel. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. She said that. Sorry. Um, but I, I think people are downplaying a little, like when you're in your late sixties, like you already don't like to drive at night, like 45 minutes is a lot. Like when you are still working, like, I don't know. I'm not, I, yeah, it's not so, so, so much, but in Mary's head, she's probably like staring down retirement and she assumed like she'd be with the kids like every day in her retirement, like picking them up from school. Chelsea's probably still going to have more kids. So that's like, you know, six more years of like kids and like not in school and like Mm -hmm. going to all of their sports activity. Like I would bet that Mary has kind of planned her retirement around around being a grandma, being a grandma to the 99 kids that Chelsea's (laughs) going to have in their area. And also like, it's probably a little scary because she probably assumed that Chelsea would be the one that was taking care of her. If anything happened. That too. Yeah. You know she's I mean? not like, married, right? Like she's not with anyone, I don't think. No, I don't think so. When she said like, I'm all alone, like, I know it's easy to downplay that. And like, Chelsea's like, you have kids that live in Texas and Florida. Like, why do you care about this? And I don't know if this is fair necessarily of Mary, but I think it's natural and understanding mm-hmm. that Mary had kind of planned her twilight years, if you will. Like, let's say Mary's 65, mm-hmm. you know? In another 10 years, that will be Watson will be, what, 12, Lane will be 11. They might have one or two more that are even younger. She's, like, doing – has her life centered around these kids. And then as she gets a little less capable of stuff, Chelsea and the kids are helping her. Yeah, and she probably depended on Chelsea being the one that was never going to move away. Yeah, and was going to help her. And so when people say it's only 45 minutes, it's like, yeah, but that means she can't go to every sports game. She can't pick the kids up from school. If if she falls in the house in 10 years, it'll take Chelsea 45 minutes to get there as opposed to five minutes. Yeah. And I think that's like fair to expect that of Chelsea because I don't think it necessarily is, but I do think that's natural. Yeah, I think that's a natural fear. But I do, I see, I see the issue, which is that Chelsea waited to tell her until they had decided, because obviously she can't tell her that she's having this little tiny inkling of a plan before it's fully formed because Mary will flip out. But then it seems to Mary like it's all of a sudden and she's just guilt tripping her. So it's like a double edged sword. I don't even know what could have improved that education. I think also for more Mary sitting, she's like, we just helped you move into this home a year ago. Like I'm sure she helped them move, you know, watch the kids while they're moving or whatever. And she's like, this home that you were like 
supposed to be in forever and was supposed to be your perfect home. And like, I guarantee you, like when they moved in, Chelsea's like, mom, we're going to be here forever. And we're going to be so close to you. And isn't it so yeah. great? Like, can't you see all of that happening? Oh, and absolutely. With a carpeted bathroom. <laughs> then within a year and Mary, then within a year, like Chelsea decides she hates this house because it got broken into and her anxiety is too bad and she can't live there. Yeah, it's tough. And like, if I had the money that they have to build a home on a giant plot of land. Fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, I would do that. But I don't begrudge Chelsea and Cole what they're doing. Whatever. No, I don't either. If they want to buy a huge plot of land and build an even bigger house. Like, fine, they're rich. Like, what do I care if they want to move a million times? Exactly, yeah. And it is the town that Chelsea grew up in. Like, Yeah, I that's what I thought. That. I wrote that down. I was pretty sure Vermilion was her hometown, right? Yeah. So, like, that I get. I just, like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of hate for Mary in this, and I think that it's one of those things that I can understand where she's coming from, but she's also in the wrong. Yeah, I agree with you. I think what they should do is build her, like, a guest house on the property. Why not? Like, I think that would be the natural next step. Like, if she's all alone there, move to Vermillion. Yeah, like a cute little two-bedroom apartment on Mm -hmm. the... Because that was a huge property. Like, what the hell are they going to do with all of that land? And maybe they will do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it it just, they would share a driveway. Like, it wouldn't even, it's not like she'd be living with them. Exactly. And that's a good, like, transition into when she's older and needs more help and stuff, too. Yeah. Just a little, like, two-bedroom, little cottage, basically. Yeah. Like, my sister has always said that her plan would be to eventually buy a house that my dad could live in, like, the basement apartment and then take care of him eventually or whatever. For sure. It's definitely... Like, it's nice to plan that way. Yeah. It's definitely something that people think about and plan for, and it's why they have in-law suites on houses. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's why that exists. Yeah. It's definitely a thing. So maybe that'll end up happening. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Mary move out there too. Yeah. But I definitely, I thought it was good when Chelsea said like, we're going to make sure that you don't feel that way. Yeah. And I mean, Mary was guilt tripping her with like, these kids are all I have. But she's probably like, not wrong. I know. It just, it was very dramatic and it's clear where Chelsea gets it from. That's Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) I cannot. Okay. Chelsea is just like Mary. Oh, exactly like her. Which is such a thing. It's like such a mother-daughter thing to slowly become your mom and get so frustrated with her. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like every, most girls have that exact same dynamic with their mom and it's so enjoyable seeing it because it's so genuine yeah like seeing actual genuine frustration from chelsea is is nice it's a nice yeah. breath of fresh so later cole and chelsea are talking about it, and cole says his dad is also upset about it mm-hmm. and um i thought cole said something weird when he chelsea was like no we're gonna make sure that like they don't feel left out that they're with the kids all the time and cole is like yeah, I get that. But on the other hand, it's like, why don't they have to come to us? Like, they need to plan on us. And I'm like, it, no, it should be a two-way street. Cole's a baby. It should be both, like, you both make a large effort to make sure that you stay part of each other's lives. It shouldn't be, like, one doing all of the work or the other doing all of the work. Yeah, because guess what? Once you live 45 minutes away, it's going to seem a lot farther to you when you need their help. Yeah, especially, like, I mean, I feel like, 
they are underestimating um, how far 45 minutes is with when they have nine kids. Oh yeah. When they're, when they're getting everyone into like their, well, they already have a suburban. Like I don't, little e- thing. I don't even like, know what. Like little things. So, you know, when Chelsea had Lane, like they drove to the hospital and Cole's parents met them at the hospital and took Watson so that yeah. they could just walk in. Yeah. It's because they live in the same town. Yeah. And Randy, when they moved to the other town. And so they're not giving that up totally. But I do think that they're downplaying a little bit, like why their parents are upset because that's an hour and a half in the car to see, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially in a situation where it's like, oh, I went into labor Yeah, or there's an emergency or like something really dramatic came up at work. Can you come take the kids yeah. or like I whatever? Think, I think the fact is though that Randy and Rita live there and I, I wonder if her sister lives there too. Does she not have a sister that lives in Germany? No, or she's she, not in Germany anymore. I think she's she used to. Oh, okay. I okay, would bet okay. because she's military. So they That's probably, what I thought. they're probably the ones that live in Texas. And then where was the other place she said? Indiana? Florida. Oh, Florida. I think, I think she said Florida. Although I yeah. know Rita has kids that live in Florida. I don't know. If I, yeah, I think Chelsea does have a sister that lives in Florida. How many sisters and, does she have? Two or three? three. Okay. That's and then there's at the beginning of this episode, she, um, Braley or whatever her name is, who yeah, is the same as Aubrey. That's that's Aubrey's cousin who was basically born. I think they're like less than six months apart. Yeah. And that's Chelsea's sister that's three years older than her or two years older than her because Chelsea was 18 and her sister was 20 when they had Braley and Aubrey. Right. And they paired their names so well together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would. I wonder if like the sisters in Vermilion too. Maybe you know, yeah. I think Mary just is like having one of those moments where she's like planned an entire future around something, and, and it's, it's like getting ripped yeah. away from her. But it's also like you're okay, Mary. Yeah, like, it's ooh. like you can have those feelings, but you don't, when you're a parent, you kind of need to put that aside if you know that that's what your child really wants or yeah, is also best for them. Like, Mary, do you have anybody else you could call and just bitch to behind her back? Like, do you need yeah. to get to her? Like, surely you have other wine moms to talk to. Yeah. Like, don't you have a sister, Mary, that you can call and just say, I'm sick about this and cry <laughs> and your sister can listen to you. And then you say to Chelsea, like, this is really great. I'll really miss you, but this is beautiful land. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes people... Just, I feel like, you know, talking behind people's back is really becoming a lost art. And we're all <laughs> truly <laughs> encouraged to confront other people and talk to people about how we feel. And a lot of times it's like, just say it behind their back. Just vent. Just get it out. Just get it out. Is that not the entire point of podcasts and therapy? Yeah. It's called being polite. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Gossip is king. <laughs> Also, taking the babies to the plot of land and trying to make them be excited about an empty <laughs> field was the funniest thing I've ever seen on television. They're like, Watson, do you love it? And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then you I wonder if they already started building. We should get a drone and find out. Yeah, per- definitely. That's I, reasonable. I think so. <laughs> Because, I mean, when I wonder when this was filmed, because they had just had Aubrey's last day, right? Around then, it was Pride, so this was probably yeah, June. June. And I wonder if they could, if they, like, 
Uh, it probably would be too fast to break ground in like August. Yeah, because so, the winter there gets so bad, they'll probably have to wait till the spring, I would think. Yeah, I bet they're going to start, mark mark my word, like March 2020, they're going to be building this house. With Write it down. By fall 2020. Write it down. I got to put it on my calendar along with Amber's next court date. <sighs> Please don't do that. <laughs> You know I love a Google Doc. <laughs> I know. You're psychotic. <laughs> okay. Should we talk about the star of the show? Obviously. Um, did you notice Jade's new place looked exactly like her old place? Oh, yeah. I they feel like it's just like an old town Indiana thing. Or like Indianapolis, I mean. I wonder if they just like used the same shot just at night because they like didn't have a shot of her new place. Maybe. But Jade got a new place, and they played Sean's Instagram live calling Jade a crazy-ass bitch. I wrote down quite a fair amount of okay, read it. Instagram live, as you know I like to do. She's a crazy-ass bitch, and I was tired of dealing with her. Don't be sorry we couldn't work it out. I got rid of her, guys. We didn't break up. <laughs> I wasn't so able to be me. You could take my furniture and turn off my power and internet, but guess what? I'll turn it back on and live in that empty house. It's better than living with you. <laughs> I love that. You can turn it back on. Yeah. Like, oh man. Is Sean not like under MTV contract anymore? Because we only saw him in Instagram Live and we've heard his voice yelling out of the house when the police were there one time. So we haven't actually seen him on camera, right? No. He's definitely still under contract. He's probably just like refusing to film and not answering his phone. Because I mean, if they don't answer their phone. Yeah. What can you do? MTV can show up, but like. If yeah, you like Adam outside, used to do all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Or Janelle or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think, I think at this point, especially if they have like a star in Jade, I think for them it's easier. Although this was all filmed when Jade was supposed to be on Teen Mom Young and Pregnant, which is true. To think about. Um, that is weird. This all filmed. Oh, but if you have, like, your main character who is agreeing to film, like, they probably just don't push it that much with Sean. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't answer, yeah. whatever. Then he gets on Instagram Live, and they're like, okay, cool, save video. Exactly. Like, he's giving them footage. Yeah. And it's excellent. It's great TV. Yeah. And Jade is doing giving us enough footage that, like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. So, Sean is a dick. What else is new? Yeah. Um... <laughs> He's also really mad that Jade won't let him see the kid and is telling people that she's keeping him mm-hmm. from seeing the kid. And she's like, yeah, but then he doesn't post, like, it's because I do drugs. Yeah, I think this is very much like a Macy situation where she just wants him to prove certain things and then it'll be back on track. But Yeah, Jade not- is also, like, unwell. Oh, well, yes, there, there is that, clearly. Like, when I was watching last week and she's screaming outside the house, like, nobody understands how upset I am. I was like, you are just so Janelle in this moment right now. Yeah, she's like, a real just, mix of, like, Janelle and Kale. Yeah, because she's a nicer person than Janelle, I think, and she's yeah. a better parent. Well, and she just has her shit together, like, ten times more than Janelle ever yeah. has. Yeah. She's in school, she works a job. She, You know, like, yeah. that's why she's more like Kale, in that she's she, actually like, an involved parent. Yeah, yeah, she's supporting herself and, like, legitimately raising her child. But she's, like, full-on trash. Oh, for sure. And so is her mother. Like, ugh, she's a queen. Like, if we never see Shen again, I'll be sad. But, like, Christy is a good 
second. I prefer Christy to Shen. Yeah, Shen is a little bit too much. Shen is too much. (laughs) Also, I think if I, like, maybe block Shen across all social media, I would like Shen more. But I just, like, see too much of Shen, and it's like, you're just so exhausting, where Christy just, like, pops up every once in a while. I'm like, Christy! I'll just never forget when when Young and Pregnant first started airing and Shen was replying to all of our Instagram comments and she was so nice. (laughs) I was like, Shen, I love your lip color. She's like, thanks, hun. Got it at the dollar store. Yeah, she's a queen. I love if you ask Shen how many kids she has, she will be like, raised 47. Yeah. (laughs) It's uh, nonsensical to me. I'm still not sure how many, like, biological children. No, I don't think we'll ever know. Oh, man. I miss Young and Pregnant. I cannot wait for it to come back. You have to let me come on again when it comes back. Of course. It's my favorite show. It's my favorite Um, show. So, where are we with Jade and... Oh, Jade does say something that she, like, is embarrassed by how long she let it go on with him, and I'm like, yeah, and she's like, he's just not the person I know, and I'm like, what? When was Sean any different? No, I know. I think maybe before they had a baby and Jade was also doing drugs with him and like she just didn't have that little voice in her head of like a moral compass which she now has because of Chloe yeah so it was probably that he hasn't changed but she has and she doesn't like it anymore yeah that's very very true because she says this like Sean's just a different person now and I'm like is he I don't think so. I think you are, and I think you're a better person now. I can't imagine Sean ever not being exactly like that. No, Sean will want to play video games till the day he dies. Yeah. That's all he wants to do. I did notice that she called Chloe sissy, which I thought was funny because she's not- Because she doesn't have a sister? Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that too, because doesn't Leah call uh, Addie that or something? Allie. She calls Allie. Well, I think she calls multiple ones- it's cute though as just like a random nickname (laughs) yeah so jade message it or calls um chrissy to like give her the lowdown you know she like calls chrissy when she really wants to talk shit because oh yeah chrissy loves to talk shit chrissy is so bitter though because she's like sean can pass a drug test just like he made me do oh good lord chrissy grow up but actually don't stay the same please for my benefit yeah stay on my tv but she was like fuck that fuck him and i was like yeah fuck that and fuck him (laughs) yeah also jade says that she knows chloe is thinking about sean yeah i was like i don't know she's not brains work but she's not there's no way like, I don't I don't remember how old she is, but I don't think she has like object permanence yet and Sean is an object. <laughs> oh man. And like was he ever that involved as a father beyond photo shoots? Like no. Yeah, I don't know. I Jade, doubt seriously that Chloe gives a fuck. I agree. Jade is really going through it and I really feel for her, but at the same I time this so. is like all a mess. Of her own making. Oh, 100%. And that is basically the thesis of the Teen Mom franchise. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. She actually, even though she's a star, she had kind of a low-key episode. Mostly, I think, because we didn't get to see her filming with Sean. So I hope yeah. she plays more with Sean or gets another shitty boyfriend. I was really confused when she can fight. I think that's oh, really Yes, like that's true. Fighting. 
when Jade's not fighting, I'm like a little bit like, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like not interesting. It's kind of like Janelle. Like, I don't really want to see Janelle be reasonable, to be honest. <laughs> That's not what I'm here for. Oh, I miss her. Me too. I miss Janelle. Jade is a good replacement, but... I I miss miss the whole gang. I miss Barb. I miss Chase. I miss Nathan. I miss Ashley. I miss... Not David, but... No, I don't miss David. I miss miss all the kids. Aw. R.I.P. Nugget. Um, (laughs) I really miss Nugget. I miss Nugget more than anything. Um, Oh, we're bad people. We do not condone violence against animals. I mean, do we? No, I'm just... (laughs) We, do, we also don't condone people being fucking lunatics about it, so. Yeah, exactly. Just don't be a fucking lunatic. <laughs> My number one advice. Yeah. Please, just Jade was wearing an apron that had a, nick, a name tag that said student council. I, I was very confused. That. At work or at school? It was when she was talking to that blonde girl who that I was forget at school. who. Okay, so she's wearing a name tag that says Jade and then underneath a separate name tag that said student council. Maybe that means um, she's, like, a, a mentor at school. Which is interesting. Like, that the new beauty students can ask her questions. Oh, right. It's beauty school. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she graduated, so this is probably, like, the tail end of her doing beauty yeah, school. Yeah, maybe it's, like, a co-op type of thing or whatever where she's helping out. Yeah, like, she is in, like, a mentorship position mm-hmm. and, like, the people wearing student council badges, like, go to them to ask, like, scheduling questions or just whatever. I in I don't know if it's the same there, but here in high school, if you're on, like, student government, it's called student council. So yeah, that's, it is. Okay. It is. So I'm I was just, just confused. Think, like, if it means, like, counselor. Maybe, yeah. And not, like, your mentor type. Or maybe she really is, like, maybe they have beauty school student council and she's on it. Which, like, good for her. Yeah. Get involved in that bureaucracy, girl. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's really it for yeah, this Yeah, nothing episode. else really happened. I'm extremely excited to see Kale and Joe fight next week because- I didn't the- watch the previews for next week. Oh, there's a clip of Kale saying, if I have to go sit in jail for a month for my son to go to Hawaii, then you're damn right I will. <laughs> Iconic. Honestly, <laughs> team Kale. <laughs> I know, right? Like- I'm sure the jails where she lives are very nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fiona, where can people find you? I am on most social media at Fiona Claire Doug, Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on probably the comment section of the Feathers Pod Instagram account too. Great. Feathers well, underscore you. pod. Sorry. Don't thank wanna... you for getting my name right. And yep, thank yep. you so much for coming on. And everyone, don't forget. I'm pre-recording for next week, and then I will be back with a live episode in two weeks. If anything crazy happens, if Leah announces a pregnancy with Jeremy in the next week, just know that we had no way of knowing. <laughs> that would be but wild. I Honestly, I need, her, I need her to get off the show unless she's going to give me another Jeremy baby. From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talk to you later, Liz. Bye. Bye. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. 
Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos.